back to the Real Revenue Show, where we teach you real business concepts that will help you build and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust back with you guys for another week of some great conversations and some great uh, topics, some great business topics that will help you in your journey as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. So, uh, Dre, how was your week? It was long, man. It was long. Um, well, let, let me stop. I, I, I always try to like, I say it's long, but it's long because like it just things are happening. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the time it'd be like a blur for me, honestly, like, <laughs> like I could barely probably remember what happened last week. Um, I sent you guys a, a, a picture, you know, in the, in the group and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back on, I'm getting back on my John wick, John wick stuff. Cold. You know, that's a, that's a major thing for me going into the new year and stuff like that. So doing a lot of weapons training, mm-hmm. a lot of organization on that. So I spent a lot of last week really prepping myself for that mental state, mm-hmm. which is like trying to, I'm just trying to be more personable this year, this year and like focus on personal goals gotcha. and stuff like that. So last week was kind of a remnant of that, uh, uh, you know, the restaurants coming along really well, made a lot of changes. Okay. Oh, right. So, okay. so, you know, so we kind of mentioned before, uh, pivoting and things like that. Right. You know, so had a bunch of structures in place that wasn't really working. So I'm like, okay, we have enough data. The data shows us that this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So we pivoted away from some managers, you know, unfortunately had to, had to go in a different direction, mm-hmm. uh, promoted some other individuals that are rock stars now and they're, fit fit the mold a lot more, have a lot more buy-in and are doing the necessary thing. So I'm I'm excited, man. And if everything works out, we looking at summer of 2022. I might have location number two. I'm not I'm just I'm just talking, son. I'm wow. I'm gonna see where that goes. But it it, lo- it looks a lot, you know, looks the outlook looks very, very crazy. So what about you? How's it um bro so my week um my week was it went by kind of fast as well. Um, like I said, like uh, my son, he was uh, feeling under the weather. He's just kind of getting back to himself. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't himself because he wasn't tearing up the, my house, but now he's back. <laughs> back. Is he a terrorist again? Yes, yeah, he's back to flipping things over with impunity. So like, I think he's feeling a lot better. So I'm happy about that. That was really stressful, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, and in my business, we uh, I had to have uh, a meeting with my with my team about like you said, pivoting and changing some things up because um, I saw the first rush, you know, the first draft of something that I really did not like. And okay. I had to bring it to my team, some of my concerns into why I think we should change some things. And they are on board. They fully on board now. Like they are really, I'm excited uh, to show everybody what we have coming. So that's great. And, you know, just excited for, you know, just trying to finish out the year strong and bring in the, you, the new year even stronger. You, you know what's dope is you mentioning that I work with a lot of people mm-hmm. and they're always afraid to tell their team that they don't like something. Yeah. Where it's like, nah, man, I don't like this. This needs to get redone. Like, I appreciate the effort. I'm not going to take away from the effort. That's not the goal here. Right. But it doesn't meet the intent. So that means we have to go back to the drawing board and things have to get adjusted. That was, yeah. And I was nervous yeah. <laughs> about that because I'm just like, I know how hard they worked. 
Mm-hmm. And I know how, how we all work, rather. And it was just kind of like, we just kind of have to start over. And me, the way I am, bro, I, I can't like, when I first was like, the first time I tried to write a book, I got like 40,000 words in, right? Mm-hmm. Took a break from it because I, I wanted to get a new job. So I took a break from it. Then I came back like a month later to read it, hated everything. And I just scrapped the whole thing. Like, I'm really just like, if I don't like it, I have to start over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> that's, just, that's just how I am. So, like, in this sense, we didn't have to start completely over, but it was damn near like scrap the whole thing. Like, all right, let's get back to it. So, but yo, as you you know, as you were talking, right, mm-hmm. it, it it lends perfectly into our discussion today, which is about time and our relationship to time with with time, right? So, you run mm-hmm. multiple businesses, and next year you you said like your your one of your goals is to explore many of your different interests, right? And yeah. you, you still want to be like a great friend, a great son. You still want to be all these things. So are you afraid that you won't have enough time? To be completely honest, bro, no. Okay. Right? It's, I hear that a lot where it's like, oh, I don't have enough time for X. I don't have enough time for, you know, all the different things in my life. But the truth is, is, a lot of people don't understand that time is on your side, mm. right? It's, it's a hard thing conceptually to understand because when you're in it, it doesn't feel like it. So this happened to me, I think about three years ago. Uh, yeah, three years ago, mm-hmm. I took a real step back and was like, okay, how do I look at time, right? How, how do I view time? I used to view time as like a constraint as like, okay, I have this window in which things can get done. And if I don't get things done in within that window, then I start to feel like I'm like, I'm behind or that, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. Like I'm behind or that I'm struggling, gotcha. which then kind of induces a, a little bit of anxiety and induces, you know, a little bit of stress when you're trying to build out the business. But the issue is, is, when you become proactive about your time, it, it flips. You actually start to realize how much time you have. It's it's almost infinite, hmm. right? So one of the things I actually mentioned uh, to, to my buddy, because he came to me and he was like, Andre, like, I'm running one business and I'm struggling. You're, you're in like five and you're not struggling. Like, other than productivity, what are you, why are you not struggling? And I told him, I'm like, hey, like, what's your bank account look like? And he was like, you know, what does money have to do with it? So I was like, all right, see, you're missing my point, right? I'm not talking about money, the bank account of money, right? I'm talking about your bank account of time, right? right? A lot of people don't don't view their time as a currency, right? That's that's where the real winners come into play. It's like the fiat dollar, money. So what, right? What is money? at the end of the day, right. other than the tool to get you time. Because everything, everything is a constraint of what? Time. Time. Right. <laughs> so if you want to learn something new, if you want to do more, if you want to take trips, if you, every one of those equations includes time in it. And a lot of people don't ever really pay attention to that. They just see time as a foregone conclusion, as a loss. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that you can also invest for time. So the way that I like to look at things, right, is I, I have, um, you know, I have this, this phrase that I'm trying to coin. It's called the bank account of time. 
So what I like to do is whenever I start with a new company or just a, a new entrepreneur, even employees, I do this with employees as well, right? That's another thing. Like if people want me to train their employees, I have no problem training their employees, things like that as well, to make them better employees. Right. Because a lot of the times, you know, employees don't understand that they actually have a lot of leeway. They actually have a lot of control over the company. It's just that they're they're less aggressive. Okay. But the more aggressive individuals tend to win. Like when I was in the Marine Corps, I was super aggressive. So I got whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. I would go to the boss and be like, hey, I understand that, you know, I'm underneath you, but these these are my demands and this is how I'm gonna get it done. I just need three weeks, get out of my way. And it's like, as a boss, what do you want, right? In your situation, Malk, if you have somebody working for you, mm-hmm. You want somebody that just sits there and takes orders and it's like, all right, well, you didn't tell me what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. No, or, do you, yeah. or do you want somebody that's like, get, yeah. get, like get out the way and let me go. Right. It's right. like, oh, you, whatever you need. Right. So one of the things I like to do when I first start out is I have people write down their actual bank account and go throughout their budget. Mm. Right. Because a lot of people know that in depth. Right, like, okay, yeah, these are my bills. This is what I spend my money on. This is where I invest, stuff like that. Then I'll have individuals do the same thing, but on average, there's 24 hours in a day. On average, 30 days a month. Obviously, there's 28 days in some months and 31 in some. So let's say average of 30. at 720 hours a month. It's like, how do you, now let me see, go throughout your budget. Let me see how you spend your time. Like, I want to see every bit of it, right? So the average person, if they if they're lucky, gets eight hours of sleep. I know I get eight hours of sleep. I don't play that shit at all. <laughs> like I'm in bed, cuddled up, ready for sleep at ten every single night. Like that's not even a. I don't negotiate. I, I I'm not going past ten unless it's a weekend and we have something planned in advance. Right, right. If not, like I'm in bed asleep ten o'clock at the absolute latest, and then I wake up at six a.m. every day. I envy that. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't play around with that. That's my non-negotiable. I'm getting eight hours of sleep. So eight hours of sleep, um, you know, times thirty days is two hundred forty. Let me let me pull out my calculator. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to do, you know, a public math here. <laughs> but uh, eight times thirty, yeah. So two hundred forty hours, right? So then that's seven twenty minus two hundred forty hours. That's four hundred eighty hours left. Okay. Right. So then the average person has like an hour morning routine. at least I have an hour morning routine where like I get, I get up, you know, I brush my teeth, take a shower, you know, do all of those things. I get my cup of coffee and I kind of eat the same breakfast every day, which is three eggs and, and, uh, and oatmeal every day. It's just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who lives deeply in routine. That's first off. That is like, I, I've read the importance of doing stuff like that, of like having set structured, Things like so you don't have to think about breakfast every morning. Just just have the same breakfast. Well, yeah, I'm scared I'm gonna get tired of the food or something. You know what I mean? Man, it's it's the way that I have it set up is you start to understand how 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 much weight it takes off of your mind. Mm. Right, that's where people mess up at is they make so many decisions. I, I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again. Our minds are not designed to make thirty million decisions. They're not. Right. Everything that we do is a decision. Am I going to pick my phone up or not? That's a decision. It, it seems very small and minute because it's like, all right, whatever. 
But you start making so many of those decisions that by the time you actually sit down to do real work, for some reason, you're tired. Right. And you don't understand why you're tired. That's scientifically why. Right. We're not designed to. So for me, my outfits get picked out the night before. My food never changes. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only there's only two options. And I know in the night beforehand. Right. But majority of the times I'm going to have three eggs, oatmeal and a cup of coffee or like this send what I, I forgot it's a special type of tea I drink. It's like real good. It's like a lemon tea. Right. It's, those are the only options. Then my outfit is already picked out. My car is in the same position. And, and these seem like dramatics, but what I did was I built such a routine and such a habit that now my mind doesn't even think about it. It just happens. Right. So now I'm not making a conscious decision and wasting. Let's say the average person gets, I don't actually know the number on this. There is a scientific number though, but I don't know the number. I'm just going to guess. Let's just say you get a thousand decisions a day, which seems like a lot, but when you understand what a decision is considered, it's really not right. right. A decision of, okay, do I hit the snooze button or not? That's one decision. Do I actually get up now or not? That's another decision. Hmm, what am I going to wear? But do I like this shirt or not? Like the thousand runs out real quick. Right. That's true. So, very, very good so, point. you know, so I take about an hour in the morning off my routine. That's on autopilot. I don't even think I try not to think during that time. I just let my mind relax. I just let every I let the day kind of I let my body do what it's supposed to do. Right. And you'll hear me once again. And I've said this a million times. Our unconscious brain is so powerful. Sometimes you just got to get out of its way. Gotcha. That's why there's times that you're driving and you don't even remember how you got home. It's like, what, what, like, how am I already home? And it's like, yeah. Cause your unconscious mind right. knows the route. It knows when to signal. It knows how to do all of it. It's very powerful. So sometimes I just get out of its way and allow my conscious mind to kind of just be like, you know, this is, this is kind of dope. We don't have to think we don't have to do anything. It's everything is just kind of getting done. So, um, so I do about an hour a day, in the morning. So that's, um, seven, whatever times 30 days, that's another 30 hours. So minus 30 hours. Mm-hmm. How long would you say the average person's commute is to work if they work from an hour an, an hour to work or an hour back or, or oh, both like hours. Oh, okay. So an hour total. Yeah. So let's say let's subtract another total of 30. Right. And I'm in, I'm in New York. So definitely an hour. I, I got you. Yeah. So now we're at 420 hours left and this is like beyond necessity. Like, so we have to sleep. We have to, you know, do our morning routine. Right. We have to go to and from work. Right. So now there's 420 hours left and now we got to start factoring. Okay. If you have a job, right. Mm-hmm. And you're working 40 hours a week, then that's 160 hours a month. Mm-hmm. So minus 160, you have 260 hours left. That's a lot of time. Right. And I just mentioned that a full-time job of 40 hours a week is 160 hours. So technically in that time, let's say you decided to work again, you can do another full-time job and still have a hundred hours left over, right? A hundred divided by the 30 days is three hours, you know, to come home three hours and 33, whatever to, to come home, shower, eat dinner, you know, do all of those things and then go to sleep. Right. So you could work two full time jobs, not not saying I'm a proponent. I'm never a proponent of <laughs> trading time, you know, try, trading time for money. Right. Right. But that just goes to show you how much time we really have. 
the issue is when I do this, right? And I have people do this to the T and I implore all, all of the individuals that are listening, watching this, really take time and actually audit your entire setup. Like, what do you do? Like, if you play video games, put how much, like, don't, don't lie to yourself. I'm not there. Nobody's around to just be real with yourself. How much time do you spend on everything that you do? I really want you to lump it in. Don't, don't take any shortcuts. Don't be like, okay, well, that's, that's Mando. It doesn't count. Like, no, no. Because once you understand your bank account, now you get to be like, okay, well, I have 260 hours a month divided. So 260 divided by 30 days. Mm. That's an extra 8.6 hours a day. Right? Where it's like, okay, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's like, it's a lot, right? Right. When, right. when you, when you start to budget it down to the second and understand that time is on your side and that you can maximize it. Right. So that's phase one, right? Understanding where all of your time is going, right? How do I spend my time? Who do I spend my time with? Right. Do I spend, you know, I've asked some people, how much time do you spend on Instagram per day or YouTube? They'd be like, Oh, nothing crazy. Like 20, 30 minutes. And then I was like, for one week, I'm begging you, please. Just, just, just for me and for me trying to help you track how much time you truly spend on Instagram. It was like five hours a day. Yeah, and people who have um, iPhones, uh, the screen time tracker, that is a very humbling thing to see when you when you see how much time you really checking your phone how many times you pick up your phone how many hours you spend on social media like specific apps on youtube is very humbling um one time i read like one time like when i first started to put that on my phone and, and check the numbers the worst it got one time was like nine hours a day and i was just like a day nine hours on my phone is disgusting and, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, I was just like, yo, what am I doing? That's almost, yeah, that's almost half the day. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. a, that's a lot of the day on mindlessly scrolling. And now I think, I think everybody collectively is starting to come to the realization now that social media is kind of trash now. Like nothing is happening on yeah. social media at this point. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the times we pick them up, we pick up our phones out of habit. Out of literally just like I'm used to doing it, it's muscle memory at that point. So that, I, I would recommend everybody do that. Go check your screen time on your phone. And I think Instagram just rolled out a feature to where it it tracks how much time you're on the phone, on the app as well. So I get backlash a lot. I'm not. I don't like my phone, bro. I just I don't like being accessible all the time. I think it takes away from my creativity. Mm -hmm. I think it takes away from my ability to perform because, you know, and Cal Newport mentioned that we, we, we've mentioned this before is like at one little ding, you know, you it takes like 15 minutes to recover from that. Right. So for me, I like to have my phone off because once you get your time back and you eliminate the phone, you start to realize how much, bro, there was a point. Cause I do this with my buddy, Eric. Mm -hmm. So everything that I go through, because he, he's one of my best friends, he goes through it because you know how I am as a person. Anything that I do, everyone around me mm. kind of has to do it in some way, shape or form or fashion. Right. And the other day, 
we had like a full day, bro. Like, I mean, like one of the most like full days ever. We looked up, thought it was bedtime and it was like 3 p.m. And he was like, oh, wow, like it's 3 p.m. We took like a 30 minute nap, got back in it, had another full day of activities. And it was only nine o'clock when we were done. Yeah, and I'm we, like, when we went skiing, that was, I remember the, when we took the break, what time, what time was the midday break? The midday, it was like, uh, I think we took it at like one fifteen, like around I one. I was exhausted 1:15. already. <laughs> I, was it so, is like, it is. I was exhausted already. I was like, it's only one o'clock. <laughs> it's because like people are say, you know, you have 24 hours in a day, but then don't use it correctly. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how I am. I'm, I'm up at six. Like, yeah. not like, oh, like I'm rolling out of bed. Like, no, I'm up. Like <laughs> the day needs to get started. I'm energized. I'm ready to really rock out on the day. Right. Right. So, but the dope part about it is once you get that time back and you realize that time is your ally, you start to really have some respect for it. You, mm-hmm. you put a lot of respect on time. Mm-hmm. That's why then I say no a lot. Like just, hey, Andre, we need you to do X. No, nah, I'm good. Like, hey, we want you to show and appear here. Nah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's because it's just, it's not like I'm trying to be a jerk, but you're trying to, people often forget, right? You're, you're accumulating money to do what? Get your time back. So now that I've gotten my time back, why would I then want to exchange my time for something else that's worth less than what I deem my time to be? Right. It, it right. just doesn't really, it doesn't really correlate. So... I don't care what the price is. If it's inconvenient to the time or my mental space or the health in that sense, I'm good. I, I, I'd just rather not. Hey guys, I understand that you guys want to go out. Awesome. I really appreciate you for the invite, but I'm staying inside tonight. Damn. And it, and it just is what it is. But then there's another common myth that I hear a lot, right? It's like, Hey, Andre, you know, we only get 24 hours in a day. I can only do but so much. It's like you don't get you don't get 24 hours in a day. That's actually false. The base is 24 hours in a day, right? Mm. Because that's you. You get the amount of hours that you can purchase in a day, right? So if you have 1,000 employees and you've purchased eight of their hours daily, that is 8,000 hours a day. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> There's 8,000 hours a day working on your behalf towards your goals, towards your missions, towards your organization. Mm, that's a, wow, so I'm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> right. So I, I don't, I don't ever, that's why you don't see me. I'm not driving Lamborghinis and nice cars and X, Y, and Z, but I do have 70 employees. Mm. Right. Because it's, so a lot of my day is spent just thinking. Like if anybody came and hang, hung out with me for the day, like a lot of people would ask me like, yo, what's your routine? And I can't really give them a routine. Like the, the morning and the night is set. Mm-hmm. But in between the morning and the night, there is no real routine other than what I put on my calendar. But there's no routine. There's a lot of times, bro, I'll just go two weeks of just thinking. Just my whole day is just around thinking. And it's not a negative thing, right? Because how, how is money generated? Through labor. People often misunderstand it. They'll be like, oh, Andre, like, you know, you have tons of employees, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, how do you think I got the money to pay for these employees? The, the money had to be generated some way. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing I did was realize how important time was. So I made it a point to buy my time back, right? It was like, okay, 
I'm losing 14 hours a day, every day towards the mission. That's me working in the Marine Corps. And then that's me coming out of the Marine Corps and logging another. Remember what I told you, you could do full, two full-time jobs. Right. I was doing two full-time jobs for five straight years. Right. The, the amount of burnout, I can't even, I can't even, I can't even mention it, how burnt out I was, but I, but it was a part of the mission, right? I needed right. to buy my time back. Once you get your time back, now it's put people in place so you don't lose the time again, right? That's where people mess up at is they don't put people in place to not lose the time. Because my goal is how can we get better? How can we get advanced? How can we move forward if I don't have the time to do those things? Mm. Because everything can be learned. Everything can be learned, right? It's like anyone can learn Mandarin. Anyone can learn coding. Anyone can learn these things. The issue isn't skill level and intelligence. Issue is time. I don't, I don't, if you don't have any time to learn these things, how can you learn them? Right. But if you can only dedicate 10 minutes a day versus somebody who could dedicate eight, that's why I'm learning things so quickly. Like, how are you learning at such a high rate? It's, I've bought my time back and complete. So if I want to learn Spanish, then I'm going to dedicate five hours a day to learning Spanish. Right, right. Being, being, being in it. You know, it's crazy, bro. Another metaverse plug. I was in the metaverse, you know, learning Spanish. I was like, I took a flight to, to Portugal and like I was on the flight and it's like the lady came up and it's like, hola. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm really on a fake flight right now, but it felt real as hell. Then I was on a train. Then they were like, <laughs> it was like a taxi cab. Yeah. Then I went to like a hotel. I went to dinner, oh all God. of this stuff. But it's, it's one of those things is it's, it's, it's really an essence of time, mm. right? It's how much time can you get back? So that's my major thing is I'm trying to get people to realize that it's step one is money has to be earned. Money can only be earned through labor, which is like the physical manifestation of time, right? right? Cause that's how, you know, time passes is you're doing things that, that make you understand that you weren't at the same position you were before. Other than that, we wouldn't really know <laughs> what time was or, or any of those things. So understanding that buying your time back and then putting things in place so that you never lose that task. Because when you do that audit, right? A lot of people start to realize inside of that audit is just a bunch of tedium. Right. Like I had a big debate with my boy, Eric. We have fundamentally different views on certain things. Okay. So he's like, yo, bro, you know, why don't you ever mow your lawn? Why do you always have somebody else do it? And I'm like, bro, like it's $90 to have somebody mow the lawn. Why, why would I do that when I could get that four hours back that it takes? Cause the lawn is pretty big. It's going to take me four hours of manual, hard, directed labor to do that, or I can pay a guy $90. And for the first hour of that four that I get back, I focus on making that 90. So now it's like, okay, I never have to worry about pushing. I never have to worry about the exhaustion. I never have to worry about any of that. I just, it's just $90. Okay, cool. Which one of my plays right now can make me 90? Okay, well, I know that there's a, there's an arbitrage in, in life that life Dow. That's one of my favorite ones. We, we play with that very heavily. There's an arbitrage in life Dow. Okay, cool. It's at $40. Normally it's at 160. Okay. I'll buy a hundred shares at 40 when it goes to 
you know, $95 or whatever it is, I'll just pull chalks and I'll make $500. And that covers the next two months or three months or four or five months off, off oh, not having to do the lawn. Right. Yeah. I guess. yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's little things, little things, but my job is to anything, anything that takes away from time and, and gives me some semblance of annoyance. I try to fix. I don't spend any right now. I'm in a phase in my life where I don't spend any money on anything traditionally fancy. Like my car is, is nice, but it's, but it's not Beamer Benz Bentley. Nice. <laughs> right. It's, it's just like, okay, that's a nice car. Like yeah, yeah. It, it looks nice. Right. My house is a, a nice house. Right. It's not like, Oh, this dude is in a mansion, but it's, but it's a nice house. Right. Right. So these are the things that I focus on and I focus on the little tiny things that, you know, I, I hate to deep clean, you know, the house, but I do love a clean house. Right. So I do a, I do have maintenance that I do. And then once a month I have a professional cleaning company come in and just deep clean the life out of the house. Like, I mean, like they're, they're in there all day long, scrubbing every crevice of the house. And that my job is to just maintain it until they come back. Right. And it's okay. Well, you have money. It's like, nah, it, it doesn't really take money. It's just, that's what I prioritize. Right. The average cleaner is going to come to your house and do it for $250. Same price as Jordan's. That's, that's not like, that's not some miraculous number. Right. Right. right? It's just that people don't view their time as a currency and that's where they mess up at. That's when it becomes like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a just, Oh, I need more money. I'm just going to go give away more time versus like, okay, I need more money, but because I have systems in place, all I have to do is just think, okay, what's the fastest way to more money or to being more organized? Do you know, bro, that there's companies like right now, this is big business. So if anybody's listening and ever wants to decide to go this route, right? So in government contracting, and I mean like big, big, big money business, mm -hmm. In government contracts, you can get a government contract to just place people in the job and do arbitrage on it. So like, mm. I'll explain now. So the government, so the government might say, Hey, we need a IT person to work 60 hours a week. And we're willing to pay $200 an hour, Damn. which is like the average. Sometimes okay. it's even like 250, $300 an hour. Okay. I can then turn around and be like, okay, bro. I appreciate you. I want that contract. Give me one month. I'll then go interview people and be like, yo, I need an IT person willing to work for a hundred dollars an hour. Then the government contracting company pays me $300 an hour. I then pay my IT dude a hundred dollars an hour and everyone wins. Oh my goodness without ever having to interject any of my time except, except on payroll. Right. Right. So this is, I really want people to start thinking as a, but the thing is you would never understand that if you don't have the time to dedicate four or five hours a day to just research. Right. Mm. Right. When I, when, when I'm done with this today, right. I have another meeting with one of my managers. I'm gonna train her up on some, some leadership uh, questions that she's had. When I'm done with this today, I'm going to meet with her and then I'm probably going to spend three to four hours on just research. 
metaverse crypto research on where do I think the world is going? Um, where, where do I think see us falling behind on? Where do I see us lacking? Can I interject myself somewhere? Is there somebody that I need to meet? Is there somebody that I need to know? Um, is it like what's going on? Mm. Right. That's what I spend my time on aggressively because everyone wins when somebody's able to think deeply. Right. Right. And it's just able to bring more opportunities and, and bring more to the table. Right. So it's, it's, and I know I was pretty long winded on that. No, I need no, to no, give no. you a I, I, I think it, <laughs> it, it painted a picture. You get well. me? So it's, it's just, it's, it's tough because a lot of people don't view it that way. They just view immediately. I, I've asked so many people and they're so quick to just give their time away. Time is so precious, right? I'd rather have, and I asked this question and I ask this question a lot. Would you rather have $20,000 a month and five hours of free time or 5k a month with the option to choose what you do with your time? I think, and, and it's like, and it's like a no brainer for me right. and you It's like, okay, with the five grand, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do more. I, yeah. I'll easily surpass the 20,000. Yeah. But a lot of people can't, <laughs> but a lot of people can't see past the 20,000. Yeah. It's like 20,000. But when are you ever going to be able to spend it? When are you ever going to be able to use it? When are you ever going to be able to even, even be in a predicament to even enjoy it? Yeah, like if you if you're making twenty thousand a month and you hate when Monday comes around, like something's wrong. You know what I mean? Because like if, if you're about how short the weekend went by, uh, weekend comes by, like weekend goes by too fast, then something something is fundamentally wrong. Because because right now, right, I'm in a perpetual state of every day is the weekend. I respect that. And. And, and it's, and it's one of those things I try to get people to understand that it doesn't take a lot of money to get to that point. I want to make that very clear, right? It really just takes a change in your mindset and how you view things. Because I know people making, I I have friends making $30,000 a month that are living paycheck to paycheck hurting. And I'm like, yo, bro, like you're making $30,000 a month. Why don't you just, bro, just. Just downsize. Yeah, just do two just do two years of extreme downsize. Yeah. You'll be live for three thousand dollars a month, save the other twenty-seven or really like twenty after taxes, save the other twenty after taxes. That's three years. Bro, you'd be like half a half a half an M and you'd be all right. Yeah. You'd be straight. Like you and then now that way you're used to living off the three. Now that half an M is gonna carry you for 30 years until you figure out what you want to do, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's like, uh, I don't, I don't want to live in, in scarcity. And I'm like, bro, you would actually be abundant in the resource that is real, right. which is time. Right. So that's what I'm trying to get everyone. Now it's, I haven't seen a lot of people understand that the real resource that we should be fighting over is time. Mm. The rich people get that where the people at the top get that. Right. It's like um, Jack Dorsey was the CEO of Twitter and, and Square, right? Square, yep. People are like, yo, how is he running both companies? This dude must be a monster. Jack is not running anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What that, Jack isn't running anything. Jack is at the top just like, okay, guys, he has the smartest people that work underneath him. And hey. he just gets out of their way. I, you know, I, I like what he does. Um, his retreats. His like... Where it's like you can't reach him through internet, phone, you can't reach him, and he just has his time away 
to think, and I'm just like, yo, I would love that. Like that sounds and like it, a dream. Like I would just and it's dope. <laughs> and that can be and that can be achieved right at five k a month. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be. It's just a matter of priority. Now, don't get me wrong. You're not gonna be able to splurge out, right? right. And do all the splurging things. But once you understand that time is the commodity, that is you splurging, right? Right. It's like having the excess of time. Like I had. Um, this was very humbling for me. Um, because I have one of my buddies. He's uh 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 a oral surgeon in Atlanta. Dude kills it. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, you know, I make money, you make money, but it's dope the way you make money. Like, imagine walking in the room and being like, yo, I'm an oral surgeon. That's dope. I'm like, yo, that's dope how you make money. You know what I mean? And he goes, yeah, bro, but like, I'm always working. And I was like, yeah, but you got a cool job, something. And he was like, I'll be honest, bro. Like, because we were at like an event together. It was like a weekend. Um, We were at like a cabin event. That's how I actually met him at a cabin event. And he goes, bro, I would trade places in a heartbeat because while I'm scurrying right now to get back, I literally just heard you talking and you were getting ready to leave, but then you were having fun and you said, cool, I'm going to just kick you here another two days. You didn't have to call anybody. You didn't have to tell anybody anything. You just said, hey, I'm going to kick it an extra two days. And matter of fact, I'm just going to extend it. I'm going to drive to my, go see my boy. <laughs> In the other port of North Carolina, because I was in Charlotte, mm. went to Riley to go see my other boy. And then I spent like a week and a half with him. And then I flew back. And he was just like, yo, I would get every, anything to be able to do that. That's real. I was like, wow, everything is really perspective. Right. right? I'm seeing the fact that he, he's doing very well for himself financially. I'm doing well financially, but his is his is kind of cool, you know, in, in the terms of like, um, what what traditional people will consider cool and stuff like that. Gotcha. And but all all the time, his mind, he can't wait to get away from it. And he's super smart. He has three business ideas that as soon as he gets them up and running, he, the, the dude's gonna kill it. He's an absolute monster. I can't wait to support him and help him on, on that journey. Gotcha. But it was just a matter of like the perspectives were so different. Right. So now, now it's how do we get people to understand that the bigger picture here isn't the flash, it isn't the cars, it isn't the X. It's the ability to flex and be like, yo, while you have to work X, Y, and Z amount of time, I don't, I'm choosing to. And should I decide tomorrow that I wanna stop? I can, mm-hmm. right? That's that's tough to conceptually like, it's tough to take in. It's kind of like the, that, um, the episode that we had where it was a tough pill to swallow that like, you don't have a business if it doesn't make money without you. Yo, you know, I was just thinking, I was about to say that because I think this conversation is a culmination literally of every episode that we've done up to this point. Because uh, the first episode was about productivity and then we talked about speed. We talked, everything kind of fits into where you have to be proactive in making your time work for you and figuring out where you can do less work and where you can think more and create more time for yourself to, to be more productive. Exactly. Cause people, people, people would rather make more, (laughs) people would rather make more and have less time Mm -hmm. than make less and have more time. I never understood. Right. Right. And our business model has always been, 
I don't need to get rich, but I need to be rich in time. Mm -hmm. That matters to me a lot. So if I have to take 20% to make sure that I have 30 employees or 70 employees or whatever, I'm I'm taking 20%. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to have the whole thing. There's a book uh, for the people right, right now. You know, I always have a book for a topic, but it was a book by Ramit Sethi. It's called, I Will Teach You How to Be Rich. I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Yeah, right, right. And um, people think he's talking about like like financially rich, but he's talking about how to systemize your life to where you're not not struggling, but like you're comfortable and to live a rich life. And we always say like rich is subjective and a good life mm. and success is subjective and things like that. So when we talk about, like you were saying, like you, like I'm not trying to be rich per se, and you could be like, that's, that's the goal. But if it means I am comfortable, I am like, yeah, I'm not stressed out all the time. I'm not burning myself into the ground, running myself into the ground. Then that's rich. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had a com I had a combo about generational wealth, mm-hmm. right? Because oftentimes as performers, we get caught up with, I got to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. God, I got to take care of the next generation. I got to do that. But what does that look like? Right. It's a, we hear the buzzwords all the time. I'm, I'm keen on asking questions. I'm very big. You will never just hear me accept something. Right. So it's like, okay, you've mentioned generational wealth. Okay. What are the parameters? Is it 200,000? Is it a million dollars? Is it 500 million? So I'm here like burning myself out. This is, this is a couple of years in, you know, in the making. I'm burning myself out because I'm like, yo, generational wealth is 200 million. I can't, I can't die without my family having 200 M's on the sheet. And I'm like, okay, d- though, I still want those numbers. I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to not get those numbers. Yeah. Right? There's a lot less pressure on me when I actually defined what it was, right? A part of generational wealth is the passing down of time. That was my major. I started playing back. Okay. You know, and I'll ask you this question. I ask, I, I haven't asked you, you this question before, so I'm gonna ask it to you now, right? Okay. If you could have gotten a head start, which I know your pops did give you a head start because he's dope and he's the OG, but if you could have had any head start that you wanted, how would that, ha- uh, what would that head start have been? Ooh. So, um, as you said, my pops gave me a head start, but not in the business sense. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you know what I'm saying? Like we have learned together, but mm-hmm. that'd probably be the biggest thing. Like my idea of what business was, my idea of how money works. Mm-hmm. My entire family, I felt like we've all dropped the ball on that. And my parents would tell you that. My my parents are not bad with money either. I wouldn't say that. But they're understanding yeah. to how, um, like, your mentor is understanding to what money is and how it works compared to my parents and my, my, my entire family, completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I would have been, if I would have been young, when I was younger, if I would have been raised with some of those ideals and principles, who knows? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I remember you were talking about, um, like when, when you were talking about your mentor in high school, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. you had the foresight to know, like, this relationship right here is not just putting me through high school. Like, 
I need to get to know this guy because that's going to help. And I say to you all the time, like, I don't know if I would have had the, the, the wherewithal to, to kind of understand that. You know what I mean? We yeah. have friends who had the same sponsors who have no relationships with their sponsors. Yeah. Because they didn't think about, like, further down the line. They were only thinking about then and there, like, I'm getting my high school tuition paid for. That's it. Mm. So that's one of the things, like, I, like, I would hope if I could go back and know what I know now, that would be the head start I would give myself. So... As I started to peel back the onion, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what was the one head start that I would have really appreciated is five years unencumbered by work. Okay. Right? I spent five years working 14 to 18 hours a day to the face, including weekends, nonstop. I had a break here and there, but it wasn't really a break. I was still working and, but I just, I was working and doing other things. Right. Right. So then how does that look? I'm like, okay, well, if I want five years, if I want to give, let's say I have two kids, right. And I have, I want to give them each five years unencumbered. Well, that starts with no debt for college. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they want to go to, I'm not particularly, and this is another combo we have. I'm not too particularly mm -hmm. keen on, on college or school, just in general, right? Um, because I I believe, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, have degrees but they're not educated. Like, you know, I I know I know some people with without a high school diploma that are run laps around master degrees, right? For sure, like just run laps. Like they're they're really educated in that sense. They just they just don't have degrees and, and things like that, right? As a person with a degree. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, we'll have, we'll, we'll do an episode on that. Like is, you know, is school worth it and stuff like that. And I, if, if you could go for free, I, I think you should go for free. Right. right, right. So I want to build in some way for my kids to go to free, for, to go for free. So, you know, okay. What, what is the average college tuition of like a really dope killer school? If they can get some tuition in X, Y, and Z, maybe a hundred or 150,000. Mm -hmm. So if that's two kids, that's 300,000. So now they get out of college, no college debt. Okay, so that's one. That's where people really die at is college debt. Yep. So then, you know, uh, credit score. People really fuck up because their credit scores are bad. So I want them to have an 800 credit score by the time they're ready for life. I want them to, you know, what else messes people up? Credit utilization. So they need to have a, at least a minimum $100,000 credit limit. Mm -hmm. Right? So then, you know, what else is maybe they need in order to operate unencumbered for five years, they need, you know, let's say $3,000 a month for like mortgage slash like a rent and, and like some utilities 3000 times 12 is 36,000 times five is what times five. That's 180,000. So we're talking about, you know, to, to make sure general rate general, uh, you know, generational wealth is in place true generational wealth. I also need to be able to give them my mind. Right. So I like, I write notes. That's why I, I talked to you about the Trello, right? Mm -hmm. I was to pass away right now. They can log into my Trello and it'll have my brain. That's my second brain. I mentioned that all the time, right? It has my thoughts. It has like my infographics. It has like thoughts that I right. have on there. Right. So now my kids understand how I, how I think about money. They need to, they need to be in a predicament where they, where they themselves feel confident 
I need to allow them to view the world in in an unencumbered way. Like they don't view it as like, you know, like I don't believe in authority. Right? I just don't believe in authority. Like it just doesn't, I don't believe in rules. I don't believe in any of those things. Right. So that's what allows me to maneuver because if somebody tells me no, I'm gonna find a way to I'm gonna find a way to get a yes. Or you told me I couldn't do that. Okay. So I need to be able to convey all of these things plus be able to pass down some money. All of it can be done for less than a million dollars. 800 credit score because I have an 800 credit score. So I'm just going to make them authorized users, get them credit cards ASAP, get, get the time. I, these are all things that can be learned. They'll have the knowledge of it. And by the time that they're they're stepping out of college, oh, and and maybe their first vehicle paid off in full, like just like a compact basic vehicle to get yeah. them from point A to point B, so that they have five years of like, yo, what do I really want to do? To explore, right? Facts, yeah. It's just explore and just be creative and be on it because yeah. where do good ideas come from? Creativity. And yeah, right? it's basic thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Like, like we, I, I, like what I like to do is I like to look at a lot of people's origin stories. Like I'll look at like, um, Airbnb, like they got that because they were like, uh, what were they were like cereal salesmen, mm-hmm. something crazy, like just cereal salesmen. They just needed a place to stay and hit somebody on Craigslist. Like, yo, can I sleep on your couch? And it was like, hmm, I wonder if we can create a, a unit of, of just couch sleepers. Mm-hmm. And now those dudes are some of the richest dudes on the face of the planet. Right. But where does that come from is the creativity and having opportunities to to be in it and do those things. Right. So, you know, to segue from time into, you know, generational wealth, it's just really time. It's just the passing of the ability to control your time. It's not really the money. So I went from 200 million. That needs to be the goal to I can achieve everything that I want for my family for a million dollars. That's actually and probably and probably even less. That's me going yeah. above and beyond for a million dollars. And and I say that because I'm a true believer that if you don't know the game, then you can never win it. So there has to be there has to be parameters, right? Yeah. So I I you you know and and passing down rules with the law and stuff like that. Like I believe everybody, you know, and it's not to get political. I don't yeah, yeah, believe, yeah. whatever, but I, you know. But I believe everybody should have a gun. Why not? Right. <laughs> it's just like why not? Why if somebody runs in your house? Why not? You know, so um, so there's certain things, and if anybody feels some type of way, I'm I'm sorry, guys. You know, you, you know, how the, the comments be hot. Yeah, <laughs> they'll flip that and say I said something else. <laughs> nah, I you know, but I'm on your I'm on your time, man. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like you know, in in really learning the law and doing all mm. this, bro. The one thing I learned, I'm just giving away free jumps at this yeah. point, right? Is I, I have a lot of buddies that are lawyers. I pay a lot of lawyers. And the reason is, is because they have such a deep understanding of the law. And it's like, the, the game is laid out in front of you. You just got to really learn the game. Right. Right. Like I remember we were hunting with one of my buddies and I, I wasn't doing a good job at it. When I say hunting, I really was standing <laughs> behind him. <laughs> but you know, and uh, we had came off the premises and he had like a long gun mm-hmm. on him. So the cops pull us over and stuff like that. So he's like, you know, don't worry about this, Andre, I got it. Guy's like, yo, I see the gun, I see the gun, hey, get X, Y, and Z. So we're not worried because once again, like 
everything is legit. So the dude goes, Hey man, I think you should, I think you know my name, man. Guy's like, Oh, is that, I won't say his name or whatever. He's like, Oh, is that? Oh, Hey, what's going on, man? He was like, first of all, come over here. And now he's calling, calling the guy, he's calling the cop over like, yo, come over here. Right. First of all, I need you to learn X, Y, and Z. This is not a, a long gun. It looks like a long gun, but it's a pistol plastified under section code X, Y, and Z. It's doesn't, ha- it has a short stock meant to be shot by one hand. I was like, and then the cop was like, yeah, my bad, man. I'm, I'm really sorry about that. It is a pistol. Mm. And he's like, and he's like schooling him up and, and it's because the dude knows the law. And then he's like, all right, cool. Have a good day and make sure, you know, that we get an apology from, from the office. And they issued him a formal apology. Yeah, I was, I was like, yo, what is, but, it, but it's dope because it's, it, that's a dude who bought his time very early. Right. And with his time spent it learning the law and just like, it's just the extreme gray area, dude. Yeah. I, I love it. He's just like, well, I can based on X, Y, and Z. <laughs> so it's, it's, that's my major thing. I'm, I'm trying to get across, man, is that that time allows you to do so much. You could turn into Superman once you get your time back and you start understanding these things and learning them. That was a great message. Great, great <laughs> conversation, especially, um, again, going into the, going into the new year and a lot of people have these goals and aspirations and new year's resolutions and things like that but if you don't have the actual time to do it because that's where everybody really gets tripped up at anyway they have all these goals i want to work out i want to do this i want to do that but i only have time to really do one and um we have you know there's a lot of famous books out like the, the one thing where it tells you to kind of just zero in on just focus on one thing because you know that's where all your time if you, you don't have time to really focus in on everything else, but I thought this was a very poignant message, a very uh, great conversation to have and a great, great concept because once people get to start to reclaim their time, they will see all the things like that you can do. And like, as you say, you can be, become Superman, Superman, Superwoman, whoever you want to be when you have the time to do so. Real quick, like 90 days quick. You know, you you could change anything in your, you know, in your environment. And I'm big on that, changing your environment. You know, I just had a mentee come in earlier. Mm-hmm. She was just like, hey, you know, I don't have any mentors. You know, I don't have any, any, I don't have anybody, but you've been phenomenal to me. You've been coaching me. You know, I'm, can I just come be around? I don't care what that looks like. I don't, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got to deliver coffee, if I got to do X, I just need to be around. And I was just like, oh, wow all right, cool. Like, you know, I was going to allow you to be around just, just cause <laughs> yeah. like your energy is good and you want to learn. That's all that really matters. <laughs> um, but, but once again, she has a bit of time and she's right. utilizing that time to learn more, strategize more and gain more out of it, you know, in her favor. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave everybody with this, right. Is you need to figure out what matters to you. Right. That once you figure out what matters to you, that will motivate you to go get your time back immediately, right? Because I'm not, I'm not one of those guys online that's going to be like, quit your nine to five. I've said this a million times. I'm actually very against that. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. In fact, I think 99% of people shouldn't quit their job and they shouldn't, they shouldn't become entrepreneurs. This is a very difficult game to play in. And, and, you know, and if you have a good situation, 
It's very stressful. It's very dark. And if you have a good situation, I think you should stay in that. Right. But now this is for the 1% that really hates what they're doing and they're spending all of their time in hatred and pure bitterness. You need to find a way to get your time back, man. Cause unless you do that, then, you know, things are never going to shake out for you. They're never going to get better. And whether that might be switching to a job that you do like, right? Because I, my last role in the Marine Corps, I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. right? Major Hurley, shout out to Major Hurley. He was one of the best bosses I've ever had in my entire life. I've learned so much under that guy, right? But it's like, I just couldn't do that forever for me personally, but I loved him to death. He was awesome. I worked, I, I mean, I've never worked so hard for another person a day in my life. He just inspired me so much. He was just very sharp. He was on it. They, call, uh, they called him the mayor. Because of his ability to just like, yo, come here, let me talk to you, man. Mm-hmm. You just talk you into anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, and I and I, I mentioned this on, on the last show, is like, if you want to get me to do anything, criticize my intelligence. Okay. <laughs> and he and he knew that about me. Yeah. He'd be like, hmm, Andre, there's about to be 180 generals and admirals for this event. Hmm. I wonder who's gonna set it up. <laughs> I'm like, me, me, I'll set, I'll set it up. Like, you know, because it's a challenge for me. I live my life based on challenges, right? So that I figure it out who I am as a person. I love to be challenged. I want to be in the arena with the number one guy. And even if I'm not good, Malcolm, Malcolm attested this and he mentioned it in the book. I never played football a day in my life, but I was so like competitive that when Malcolm said like, oh yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to hit. I was like, I'm hitting too. I've, I've never hit any. I've never put on pads ever. And Malcolm Bloom lit me all the way up. <laughs> like, like lit me all the way up. But it's just my competitive nature will not allow me to ever back down. I want to go against the best. And at that time, I viewed Malcolm as the best. So therefore, I'm going to be in the best vicinity. Because guess who taught me how to hit? Malcolm. Yeah, you got me back. You got me back. I remember that. Even, like, he taught me how to hit. I'm like, okay, this is how he did it. This is how he did X. Okay, he lowered his shoulders, drove through, followed through. I was like, okay, I see him, yeah. right? But going throughout life, I realized that's who I was as a person, and I needed time in order to go experience the challenges, right? Whether that's jujitsu, whether that's mm-hmm. fighting, whether that's mm-hmm. shooting, trying to become John Wick. In, in, 20, in 2022, bro, I'm becoming John Wick. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's my goal. Um, you know, you, you need time to be able to do that. So I'll, I'll leave on that end, yep. figure out who you want to be, what, what motivates you and what triggers you. If you hate your job, man, you need to figure out an exit plan. And if you love your job, then I think you need to figure out ways to get better at it. All right. And then, you know, we, we, we can help out with all of those things. All right. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely did. I got a lot out of it. Um, like, share, and subscribe. Our information is in the description below. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, don't forget to leave us a comment and a rating. We really appreciate it. Um, this is The Real Revenue Show. I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Peace.